and welcome back to the Crystal Lens Experience, everyone, where we have authentically liberating conversations by chatting with interesting people who have really dope stories to tell. My name is Crystal, aka the Crystal Lens. My pronouns are she and they, and I am so incredibly excited to bring to you an exclusive interview with George Powell, co-writer of the film The Walk, starring Terrence Howard, Lovey Simone, Justin Chatwin, Katie Douglas, and Malcolm McDowell, like a whole lineup. We're going to get into it. So this film tells the story of the busing riots that happened in Boston, Massachusetts in the 70s and 80s when they were basically forcing integration of schools. So this is a story that I believe has been told a number of times through documentary format, but this is the first time that I've personally seen it where it's been told through a dramatic retelling and actually Hollywood is taking this on. So I am so excited to bring this interview to you and let's get into it. In a couple of weeks, the new school year begins. This year isn't gonna be anything like past years. Courts have ordered cross-district busing in the poorest white and black neighborhoods. I don't scare. Black people have to be ready to make one choice in America. And that's the choice whether to stay in control when white people are out of control. Johnny's back. I'll let you out. Just in time for the fireworks. <laughs> It's gonna be chaos, it's not right. And my little girl will have to go to school and all this madness. I don't wanna go to their damn school. No, they want a bunch of kids who hate each other to so walk hand in hand and sing Kumbaya. This busing thing is driving me crazy. They're not like us. They're just not like us. I deal with racist people all the time and I don't say anything. So what does that make me? Hey, look who thinks they can drive through Southie. This bus is gonna rip this city apart. You have to be brave. If kids like me don't go, there'll be no change. It's time for your justice. like a billion years oh my been, gosh young? i'm good how are you good man burnt out but good as hell yeah man you're doing big things george like when i tell you like Listen. i was back in the shop and brie and we actually talked about you on the first episode that i, I, see, recorded I saw the whole and- episode i saw yeah. it listen we would like we are so proud of you like collectively we are so proud of you we're like we all been out there in the trenches doing that's right right. yeah man how are you i'm good man good still writing good like working on the next project you know you gotta keep it going exactly exactly got got it going so we gotta keep it going man but this this one right here was like a it's a blessing, man. The walk been a walk for real. You know that. It's been a journey. Yeah. I met you when I first came home. So yeah, let's can we like 
rewind a little bit and like yeah we gotta rewind a little bit because literally we have to start at the beginning like how we even like connected like that's thing number one I mean we went all the way back I mean my aunt was working at Harvard Law and Kara right he was working with Kara exactly and then Kara introduced me to you. <laughs> she started the Everyday um, Boston Project. Everyday Boston. She was like, Yo, I know, I, I know somebody that you'd be interested in since you're into the film thing. I said, yeah. I said, yeah. She said, Crystal. I said, okay. And that's it. That's it. Yeah, today. We've been on a journey. We've been up late night filming, editing, editing, all that. Trying to make deadlines and all type of stuff. Boy, we've been, we've been, we've been doing it. Yo, can I tell you the one thing I really love about working with you, George, is like, you're such a visionary, right? And you just didn't have like the technical skills. Like I remember being up <laughs> editing late at night and you're like, make it like do this and make it do that. Like, you know exactly <laughs> what needed to happen, but you're like, in terms of the technical skills, like. <laughs> You'd be like, yo, this is this is the word for that. This is what you guys say, input, output. Uh -huh. Yeah. <laughs> Upload. And, and I was like, all right, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Oh man, but let's like let's get into the walk though, George. Like, Absolutely. let's. How did this script even come about? I mean, let's. How, where did this all begin? The, the beginning, or the, the the movie, as far as the the walk itself, the whole journey. You want to go from the movie, or you want to start from? Well, tell us what's the movie about, and then rewind and tell us how the script came about and everything like that. Well, the the movie is about. The Boston era in Boston, 1974. Um, what it is, right? Um, Kyra, the same Kyra, um, when she first started off the Everyday Boston program, she had all of us. It was, it was me, Kathy, Carmen. Uh, uh, oh, I forgot her name. Wow. Who else? Oh, I forgot her name. Come on, come on, give me her name. Who are you talking about? Spanish, um, Spanish. Um, oh man, I forgot she ain't been around us in a long time. Me, Kathy, Carmen, and somebody, I forgot the woman's name. No, I got Carmen. It was the other one. Um, other Spanish. Oh, uh, Gabby? Man, huh? Gabby? Gabby. There you go. Gabby. Gabby. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Gabby, my fault, Gabby. Right. <laughs> I haven't seen you in a long time. That's why. That's something I'm, old. I'm an old head, so I got excuses to forget names. <laughs> Uh, George, you're not that old. Yeah, right? So um, yeah, all of us, she had all of us sit down and write things like our experience or something that affect us in our lives. And Kathy wrote a story, and Kathy's from Charlestown. She's a real townie for real. And uh, she wrote a story about the busing era and what she, her experience. And like, you know, she came from it from a different point of view. She came from it from missing her prom and missing the, the, the senior year, like as a, as a child. As a child missing her senior year, and the story kind of made me look at Boston. I grew up, I was a kid in the Boston era, and I knew all the hate and the violence that took place in those cities. Um, what did you districts. see specifically? Hmm? What do you remember seeing in that time? Oh man, I mean, in Boston, that, that era, we couldn't like in Boston in the 70s, you had borders, you don't go past Dorchester Avenue. You don't go past Geneva Ave. You don't go down. You don't get off the train station to Andrew and, and Broadway. You don't get off these. These is all 
Southie, and you know, you just don't go, you have borders in Boston and you, you go across those borders, you get stoned at, you get chased down, you get bottles thrown at you. So it was like, you know, it was the, you know, the black state over here, the white state over there. And when the busing era came on, when they started to uh, implement the busing, it was like, um, you know what I mean? Roxbury and Dorchester, whatever, the, the black part of Boston wasn't so aggressive with it, right? We didn't protest and we was angry, but there wasn't that, that anger as in Southie, like, and, and Charlestown. It wasn't that, like, uh, uh, Hyde Park or, uh, you know what I mean? It wasn't right. that, those sections where the white sections was, they, like, really was angry and, and they showed what were they the anger. angry about? Right, huh? What were they angry about? Blacks coming to their schools, coming to their neighborhoods. They felt like it was being infiltrated. It felt like it was being taken over. Feel like they felt like something was taken away from them. So they showed that anger. You know what I mean? They they had no problem demonstrating their anger and they right. and, and they hate. And some of it was hate. I'm gonna call all of it. Some of it was pure hate. I mean, you know, yeah. human beings have pure hate. So some of it was definitely hate. A lot of it was a lot of hate. You know what I mean? Because a lot of kids was terrorized by by white folks. Young black kids was terrorized by white folks in, um, at that moment. But we saw that, we saw a lot of that. But here in Kathy's story, we didn't get the household story of the, of the child. And I heard the household, how, how the white girl felt in that moment. You know what I mean? And it was, and I realized that some of the hate that we saw was more, it was anger too. It wasn't really pure hate. It was more anger of something that was taken away from them. Right. It so was change, right? It was, huh? it, was the, it was the change, right? Change, like, riles up people's emotions. Exactly. Right. right. Hit around the head to change. And, you know, and um, that got me thinking. I was like, damn, that's a hell of a, that's a, that's Kathy's story just touched my, touched me. Like, I just, I understood it from a different perspective. You feel me? I never looked at it from that perspective before. I just looked at it like, damn, these white folks just acting crazy out here. And, you know what I mean? And they trying to hurt us. You know what I mean? Right. But I saw a different perspective inside the hate and inside the story itself. I saw an inner, inner story. And, right. it, and, it, and it touched me. So I went, I, months later, I went back and I was like, just looking through it. And I saw a lot of documentaries made about it. A lot of documentaries made, but no, I feature a film. A lot, right? Actually, you know, it's funny, George, pause real quick, because, you know, I'd like to do my research. I go on the Google machine and I was Googling and Googling because I'm like, has anyone even touched upon this at all? Like I'm Googling all I'm finding, George, documentaries, like live footage, you know, which is awesome, right? Like to actually see the live footage of what was going on then, but to take it like from, from this standpoint, like, go ahead. <laughs> Absolutely. So it was a whole bunch of documentaries and I'm like, yeah. there's not a feature film. So I'm like, oh man, this got to be a movie. This, this is the movie. This is a, this is a, a void, you know, and like everything in life, you friend and, and business. You find a void, you fill it, you you know, you you make an impact, and plus mm -hmm. it's a story. So I'm like, damn, this is this is like a this is this will show us a, a, a coming out moment of, right. of the city of Boston. It will it'll show what we because a lot of people think in Boston we live like the perfect black people live the perfect life in Boston because right. or that's well they don't even think there's blacks in Boston. But okay, thank you, George, because okay. I was gonna say we gotta start right there. People don't even think there's black people in Boston. Boston I was born in Boston myself, yeah. like. Right. So, so, but the ones that they think is, but they think Boston is like, we live in the perfect life. So sometimes we need to show what we went through as a people in the city. Right. You know what I mean? So right. it just was like perfect. So I called Dan up. I'm told Dan, um, what I want to do. And Dan was like, oh, my father was a member of the NWACP or something like that. He was like, 
go ahead, write it. He said, write it. He said, if you could write it, write it and send it to me. And who's Dan? Tell everyone. Dan, Dan is uh, the director. Daniel Adams. Yeah, Daniel Adams, that's right. He's the director. He's the one that directed the film. He directed he's a Massachusetts film. native too, huh? right? He's he a Massachusetts. Yeah, he's a Massachusetts native too. And y'all two co-wrote the film. Yes, yes, yes. I yes. love it, I love he said, it. He said, he, said, write the, he said, write the movie. I wrote it. He read it. He loved it. He said, yo, this is, we're going to make this movie. Um, he, 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 you know, obviously he had to add that Hollywood clean up the grammar. I, I suck with grammar. I'm not <laughs> commas and all that stuff. I really need help with that. But, you know. He, but you're a visionary, George. Yeah. That's the thing. That's what I was saying. What I love about you is like, you have the vision, you know what I mean? And it's just like, you just need the right team around you to help mold it into this, you know? And uh, I think that's. That's what you have, you know, in this moment, you know, you had Dan help you, you know, clean up the film, whether it was me editing and making, you know, the Spian documentary come alive. You just had to have the right people around you, but you are the true visionary, to be honest. Right. And, and, he, and he saw the vision. He saw the vision. And the thing is, this is this is this is the backstory that people don't know. Um, this is this is like a blessing. This is how this is how this is how the universe and God works in the rhythm when there's right. something meant to happen. It's going to happen. Right. Dan was supposed to be directing his other film that he he wrote called uh, Panama, and uh, they got somebody else to direct it. And the fact that they got somebody else to direct it, that's why he picked up the wall. Wow. Yeah. That's why he said, you know what, I'm going we're gonna do this because he was supposed to do Panama first, then do the wall. Wow. Somebody else directed the Panama, so he said we're gonna work on the wall. This is where we are today. Wow. That's like a like like it's like a divine intervention. Right. This like, needs to be done. And you know what I mean? And you know, and then he's happy that he got it done. He not saying that he's happy that he didn't direct the Panama, but he's right. very content with the process that's taken where we are right now in this place and time. So I love it. I love that. George, you know, it's funny. I I wrote down a quote that I was like, because, you know, I like to do a little quote every episode. Um, and the quote that I wrote down, it was actually, I was eating some Chinese food. Um, and, you know, the little fortune cookie. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I had two fortune cookies that I opened, one for me, one for my friend. And um, this is the quote, the two quotes that came out of it. And I just put them together because it was so perfect. I'm like, I have to read this on the episode with George. Um, but it says, everything is impossible until somebody does it. By helping someone today, you may also be helping yourself. That's right. That's a fact. That's a fact. That's a fact. That is so true. Yeah. And it's, that's what y'all did with the walk. You know, no one has told this story in a feature film. No one has told you know, <laughs> the story of busing and really what, what both sides were going through, Black people and white people, like, as you mentioned before, right, it was changed for everyone. It was just, it was scary. No one knew kind of what this meant, you know, and so folks got angry, but um, y'all did that. In the process with, with the busing situation, with the, what, I've, what I've gotten out of it from doing the, um, just living the life, living it, and just living in Boston as a whole, um, at those eras and time, at that time and era, um, see, the, the Irish community owned a lot of stuff where they was, like in Southie and whatever. They owned like liquor stores and, and bars and barbershops and corner stores. And they, they, they owned these in apartments and they owned businesses in their community. Whereas in our community, we own nothing. Right. So, you know, it's like, 
they they was fighting for something they established where we was like, we don't own this. We never felt like we owned it. So our, our the anger and the fight wasn't there for us. But we went, well, we fighting for something we don't own. It's like, you know, like how they say when we riot, we burn down our own community. We burn down the community, our own community, but we own nothing that's being burned down. <laughs> you know what I mean? So people don't understand that it's, it's, it's like, until you start owning things, like having a house. If you own your house, you take more care of it. If you're renting right. the house, you take less care of it. It's right. the same concept with, with, with the situation, whereas the Irish own their community. Right. Like, this is ours. Right. You know I mean? As we as we felt like we was renting the community. So right. hey, shit, you wanna come in here and go to school? Go ahead, go to school, we don't care. Some of us was angry. We're not saying we wasn't angry, but we was a little bit more, okay, Accepting because it wasn't ours. We didn't own. We don't own the liquor stores. We don't own the corner stores. We don't own the supermarkets. We don't own. Not that we we, we spent our money and we own. So, what are we fighting to, to hold on to? Mm-hmm. Whereas they owned everything, so they were fighting to hold on to what they owned. Right. So the, right. The, 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 the understanding of the change was totally different. Right. No, that that's deep, George. That's really deep because I think a lot of times. You know, for those who even know about like the riots and everything that was going on, they're just seeing the end result, right? You're right. seeing the riot, you're seeing the anger, right? You're not seeing that what you just said, right? That people own these businesses, they own things in their community. You know what I mean? And and naturally, like as as humans, right, we like to gravitate towards people that are like us, right? So the Irish stay with the Irish, the black stay with the black, right? Like and things like that. But I love that you put you point that out that. Black people didn't own. And even to this day, like, you know, a lot of Black people are starting to own more things. But at that time, we didn't own anything. We didn't own our communities. Like you said, we were renting the community. We just rented the community. Right? You know? And we really felt like that at the time. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm not saying nobody didn't have, but as a whole, we had nothing, yo. We didn't even have taxi license at that time. You was renting the right. taxi. Very few people. So was, if you look at the economic system of it, it's like it played a major role in the outrage of the Irish and the, mm-hmm. and the, and the sub- so-called looking like we was passive of the black because we're not it's like like same thing like today like when they burn down things in the community today we burn it down because that corner store is not owned by 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 mr johnson it's owned by uh somebody else or 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 somebody else whoever but it's not owned by the person that's living next door to you so you have no attachment to it so what you know what i mean so till we start owning things then we start feeling more 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 respective in mm-hmm. our, about our community and then we might we, we, let us own a community and let somebody try to just come into it and see what happens right it's a different story <laughs> right yeah. it's gonna be like, nah it's gonna be you know what i mean so you got to add you know the, the thing is like in the future like and from this point on in my life from time yeah. i've been home from prison my favorite word is understanding and i think it's a word that um we need to use as humans because um we know love but we don't apply the word understanding to our daily life as much as we should. And if we apply that, I guarantee you, I promise you, there'd be less conflict in this world as mm-hmm. humans with humans. But we don't apply understanding. It's such a, that word is so powerful that mm-hmm. if we use it like we use air or we apply, I guarantee there'd be less conflict in this, in this world as humans. Right, I we love that, racist. I love that. I love that. I want to write, that's how I write. That's all, let me let you all know, all my mission in writing from this point on, from this story here and every story that comes after is, is going the base of it is gonna be understanding with the, with the people that's involved in the story. Understanding because I think the, 
really what I'm hearing too, George, is like understanding allows us to see the humanity in people, right? That we're all going through this experience called life, you know what I mean? And we're all having a unique experience. And sometimes it just takes someone to tell the story of someone's experience, tell the, you know what I mean, from a different perspective so that folks can actually like see what a different experience is like because I'm I've only been me my whole life I don't know about you George but I've only been me my whole entire life so I don't know what it's like to walk maybe in somebody else's shoes but it takes someone like you to tell this different stories you know what I mean so that we can actually see life from a different perspective, perspective. That's, right. that's right yeah, yeah that's so tell me that's the mission yeah. yeah 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 so tell me George why with with the movie that's coming out and it's now June 10th we haven't said that but June that's 10th June 10th, June 10th is Friday, driving, be there, June 10th. Be, be there. there. Being across be country, there. cross country, 10 major cities. Okay, 10 major cities. I love it. June 10th, y'all better pull up. But why do you think that we need to, like, why this film now, right? Like, why do you think we need to have this film right now? Why should we be talking about the walk and, you know, the message behind it? Why should we be talking about it now in 2022? Because um, it's still effective today. It's like, you know, um, it's dealing with a, a racism, which we know is super on the table right now. We eat that on the dinner table every night, right? Dealing with racism and it's dealing with, with hate, it's dealing with uh, family structure uh, and family, uh, importance of family, how uh, parents raise their children and the, uh, the morals we give our children as parents. It deals with that situation. It's dealing with... Um, understanding it's dealing with understanding as far as um how how we react, interact with each other as humans it's like it, it, it deals with that and i mean no matter what time piece you're in that's the most important thing is how we interact with each other and mm -hmm. the world gives it like a a, 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 a inner a inner insight to to the hate or to the anger to yeah. the it, it gives it it gives us like you know, they say we're a product of our environment and, and yep. you kind of see that in the walk, right? You see that in the walk on the um, on, on the girl on, on, on the Irish side and you see that in the walk on the black side and you see you see the how it how it interacts as far as family and morals and you know the, it's really important that in our lives today that we, we we teach our children morals we teach our children about you know what I mean to respect Mm -hmm. and to respect themselves more than you gotta respect yourself before you can respect anybody else right you gotta love that's yourself normal. and respect yourself that's right that's, that's number one love and respect yourself and understand who you are and i think that's i think that's what the walk is like there's messages a lot of dialogue that you're gonna hear in the walk that, that revolves around certain things like that and you know what i mean and you got to you got to be willing sometimes to take the step take that walk take that first step to to make a difference in life and mm -hmm. nowadays it's like you know, we got a lot of things going on, the Black Lives Movement, we got, uh, you know what I mean, a lot of police shooting, and, and we got, you know what I mean, a lot of shootings in the neighborhoods, and you know what I mean, and mass shootings, it's like, people, it's like, the, the, the world needs to just take a moment and understand, because we just, we just have a whole bunch of knowledge, like, there's a whole bunch of knowledge out here in this world right now, it's like, everybody knows everything, I know, I know, I know, I know, okay, but do you understand? Right. Do you, do you understand? Do you understand. You have a whole bunch of knowledge, but do you understand what you know? See, it's the difference. You mm -hmm. can, like, you know, a, a parrot can repeat you. 
You know what I mean? So you got to understand. So I, I mean, I figure I feel the movie takes you so deep in, into the households that it applies to the everyday situation of today. Like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Our home, everything starts from the home. Everything starts from the home where we live. And that's why I, I, when I wrote the script, I wrote it from the home point of view. I didn't want, okay. I didn't want to write it from the political point of view. Because we know that the politicians do what they think is best. They don't do what they think is best for the people. They do what they think is best. You know what I mean? So I wanted to take it from the home. What do the what do the home have to deal with the laws that the politicians pass? That how does this affect the households? Mm -hmm. And no, just on an individual level, right? On an individual level, yep. right? Just like today, how does the laws affect us? You know what I mean, the politicians pass a whole bunch of laws, but how is it affecting us on the individual level? How is it how is it helping the community? How is it hurting the community? Right. So, and then, you know, it, they, we have a white cop that's, um, he's dealing with his racism. You know, a lot of white people think about that. Am I racist? Right. I, I'm hanging around friends and, and they calling, using the N-word and they saying this and that. And I, and I just listen and I don't say nothing. Does that make me a racist? Or, I mean, so it's, 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 que it's question how, you know, some people really think in their heads, you know, that's right. white folks. It's like, you know what I mean? It's like, you know what I mean? Because I, I don't say nothing, do that make me a racist? Or if, if I grew up in a neighborhood where racism and, and is strong and I become part of that neighborhood, am I wrong for that? Because I grew up in that neighborhood. What else do I know? It's like, it's right. so much different. It's complex and layers. It's layers, right? It's so, layers to it. No one, it's not just one thing, right? Because right. I think this is also too going into having the language, right? And saying like, okay, maybe you're not like actively racist, but you're compliant with racism, uh, right? Or yeah. you're you're an accomplice to racism because you're not right. saying anything. So it's also about having the language, but there is layers to it. It's not just you're a racist, you're not, you're black, you're white. Like there's right. layers to that's it. There's right. layers exactly. to all of us. Exactly. And and that's that's a that's a key to this movie, right? It's the layers. I think mm -hmm. I think you just word that perfectly. That's the key to the whole walk, is, and it shows the different layers, from yeah. the from the politics down to the household, and you know, and um, you know, we we can't we can't we just can't just all the time judge how people react to things and say it's hate or racism or it's anger. And not not just with black and white. That's just with humans as a general. We just can't just judge because just like how a parent a, a parent would discipline a child and a child would run in his room and be like. I hate my mother. I hate my father. I wish they'll die. They don't really mean that, but that moment—that's how they feel. And mm -hmm. you was to take that one moment alone and erase everything else in their history life. I just think you would think it's pure hate. You right. think they really hate their parents and they want them to die. They'll stab them up. But no, you gotta look at the whole picture sometimes. You know what I mean? Right. And, and and take it and add apply understanding to the moment of why this person feels the way they do. And it, believe it or not. I hate to say the word magic, but understanding is like a magic word because once you apply that in your life, you start seeing people and be like, okay, and you can just move on because you you see the whole structure in that fraction. Right. It comes fractionally clear in your mind and you can just walk away from it. Or you can, if you feel at that moment, you understand it, that this person would react to it in a positive way, then you explain to the person what it is. Exactly. Understanding, it gives up so much, man. I love and that. I think the other thing too, George, is like when you have understanding, you're able to like move about so much more freely, right? You don't right. take things personal, like you were saying, right? You're able to see, okay, actually, this person is speaking from some traumas. This person is speaking right. from some experience that happened right. to them that maybe they haven't dealt with, right? Like I can see you speaking from hurt 
right? Like from, you can see that in people and you can see the humanity in people as well. And and you don't necessarily have to judge them off of that one moment where Mm -hmm. they were expressing an an emotion, whether it was anger or hate or whatever it is, but you were expressing an emotion in that moment. And I think that is like, that is such a beautiful thing, George. Like such a beautiful thing. That's That's our platform understanding. Understand. Yeah, I love it. That's 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 my platform. That's it. That's it. I love that's it. That's the platform we gotta spread to the world, to the human race, man. Absolutely. Let, let, let them kids embrace that word more. That word needs to be embraced. Yeah. George, tell me and tell everyone, what was it like? Like, tell us about the process of developing this this film, you know, from from script to to right now right like what was that like for you just like put us in the moment like what were you feeling like what lessons did you learn like just just walk us through it a little bit uh, I, i'm a late night writer so uh, see when i write people i'm going don't think i'm crazy i'm a little crazy here but i am a little cuckoo but <laughs> hey <laughs> but we all are write, yeah exactly <laughs> when i write I, I like writing late night because I, I hate the voices. Like the character, I don't even like calling them characters. I just told somebody else that I don't like calling them characters because characters means it's something that's not real. Right. Like, these are people I hear in my head and I'm writing their story, right? It's their story. It's, 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 it's Bill's story, it's Kate's story, it's Wendy's story, and it's Lamont's story. These are their story and they're telling me their story. Oh. So when I write, I'm writing. And the process, like, I took me like a, like a month to write the whole thing. That's so short, George. It took me like a month to write, and I sent it off to, but the rewrite, but we you know it was the rewrites, after, just to get the story, the story, the, the, the beginning to the end. Got took, it, got the, it. The rewrite took like about eight, maybe six, seven months. Wow. Tight to the point where Dan was con- um, content with it, I was content with it. We going back and forth, me and Dan used to go back and forth. We argue, no, this goes, I'm not giving in, he's not giving in, so we got the perfect, point till we say yes this is it right here right. this is what we want you know what I mean so um yeah and um so so and then the process was yo listen COVID-19 kicked in because we were supposed to film in Boston couldn't film Boston 2020 was that year we were supposed to film that year everything shut down that year as we all know so um that 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 took loss then it was the finance behind it the money because of the COVID-19, nobody didn't want to invest in money into movies now because theaters were shut down and it was just a whole, it was just like, everything was shut down. So, you know, we had to come out of our pockets and I came out of my pocket for this. I came financially out of my pocket for this. And, you know, Dan did the same and, you know, other people did too. And, and you know, we made it work. And um, when he said, um, he started naming off actors that we was, um, I was like, damn, this actor's reading, the, I ain't gonna say no name because they're not in it. But I was like, this actor's reading the script Whoa, this act is willing to do it. Whoa, I'm in my head like, wow. Yes. Yeah, read the script. Yeah, exactly. Just like that. I'm like, damn, they reading it. The movie ain't made nothing, but they reading it. But they, I mean, they're reading it. Exactly. They reading it. Like, yes. yes. Mm, yeah. So he was like, boom, yeah, this act. And then everybody, one thing I could say, all the actors that, that read it, but didn't take the part, loved the story. Wow. And that was huge, right? So when 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 Justin said he was going to take the part and he loved the story and he this this, I was like, yes. And then when he said, you know, when Terrence Howard talked to him, said he was going to take the, you know, that's a whole, you know, you know, the hood loved Terrence, you know how that goes. So it was like, what? Terrence Howard? I was like, oh, yeah, yes, 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 yes. He's like, yo, we could get him. I said, you could get him. He wants, he wants, yeah, he, okay, let's make it happen. Yes, yes. 
and then you know what I mean? Then then Kate, I didn't know about Kate much, much, but I looked her up, Kate Douglas, and I was like, okay, that's 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 good, right? That's good. And then he said he had Jeremy Piven. I was like, what? From Entourage? I told him, I said, ooh, we, we are in the house. I said, damn, we got good, a great cast. And he said, oh man, and it's like Michael McDowell and and it was just like oh, oh when they just when they all came together with the characters, right? He said these are all the characters. I was like yes, and they, and Lovey Simone as well. Oh man, let's oh how I listen. Let's not talk about Lovey. We gonna talk about Lovey when she's acting. Is yo listen? I want an Oscar with Lovey. Lovey, hear this right now. I want to give you your first Oscar. I want my story to be your first Oscar. Yes, I told her that when I said her when I saw Lovey. I said, you are this generation, Cicely Tyson. I told yeah. you, she is a phenomenal actress, yo. Phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal. Oh my goodness, she, I won't yeah, even- High, high praise. High, yeah, high praise, yo. I saw, listen, I couldn't believe, yo, yo, I used to see, well, we on set and I see the, um, the crying and I see how the tears comes out for real. I used to always run that on TV. They stop the camera, put the eye drops in, and then the <laughs> and they right. cry. Yeah, right? Nah, those tears come out. That emotion comes out like this. And Lovey's on the snap of her finger. She's like, and it, she's right into right into that mode, right into that person right there. And she's like, she like she get possessed and it just comes right into her, yo. It's like, right. oh, yeah, I'm super, yo. She'll tell you. She, I told her that day. I said, "Yo, I pulled this. I said, yo, you're this generation, Cicely Tyson. You get all the parts you're supposed to get. Oh my goodness, your your your, your career. The rap. She's yeah. yeah. Over, powerhouse. Over. Powerhouse. Over. Powerhouse all day. Yes, for your generation. Yes, 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 yes. That's yes. amazing. That's amazing. Yes, man. Yo, you know what the, the the nicest part though? Oh, there's a few nice parts, but um, two. The first part, the first one, I got off the plane because we filmed it in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Um, so I get off the plane. I'm going. I'm going to the set, and, and um, I'm walking on the set. And all you hear is "Rider on the set, Rider on the set." Right? <laughs> so that, that felt good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because who who showed up, George? The yeah. writer, the yeah, writer, right. George Powell. Like you, you have a you wear a lot of hats, George, but you can officially add feature film writer yeah 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 and then then a guy named tim he was a set designer great great dude black guy um he's i mean him still keeping contact today um he came up to me he's like yo when i saw a black guy was the writer i felt so proud i was like yes i was like he came and shook my hand we embraced i was like yeah he's like yeah i felt so proud man i saw a black guy do that as the writer when you walked up and i seen you i turned they say right on the set and i seen your face he said i felt good Nice. Um, but there was a moment, right? Um, they did they have the standbys. They have the standby that like fills in for the main actors. Mm-hmm. And um, you're gonna see it in the movie, um, the girl on the bus, and she says, I want to go home. And that was she was a standby, but that's her first line that she said yeah. on film ever. Yo, when we was on the bus going back to the hotel, she broke down crying. I was like, Yo, why are you crying? She said, That's the first time I ever said something on, on a line. On said, my dream came true. Yes, yeah, my dream came true. She said, I did this for my kids. I did she was crying tears. She said, I did it for my son. She showed me the son on the camera. She said, Yes, this is the beginning. This is the beginning. And I was like, Wow, my first. It was my first beginning, her first beginning. Tim, that's the first time. And he did him and his wife did a great job decorating the set. That's the first time he ever did set design. And they did it for, for a period of time too, to find all the pieces and make it happen. 
they did a phenomenal job, man. Then, wow. then you know, a, a lot of people on the set was like, yo, the reason why we're doing this because of the story, because of the story, it's a great story. And that, that made me feel, that made me feel good. It made me feel complete. It was a story. They said they, a lot of, even the, like the DPs, the, the cinematographer, they was like, it's, it's a story, it's a story. Wow. So, you know, and when Terrence Howard said, yo, it's a great story. You did it. When I heard that from his mouth and Justin Chatwin, yo, yo, you did a great job with the story. Justin's such a good dude. He's like a down to earth dude. He's just like, he's like the dude you can sit down and just kick it with and just talk any shit. Like he's cool. Right. Like first day I met Justin, right? Real quick. Some, some guy, people's walking through. It's like, yo, uh, 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 what's this movie about? What's this movie about? Justin was like a Chinese pot. It's called the walk. <laughs> I said, you're good. I said, you're sharp. I said, I can hang out with you. Instantly, he, Instantly. he said, he said, he said, it's a chance about Chinese part. It's called the walk. <laughs> I said, you're sharp. I like you. That, that just tells you his person. Instantly, he didn't have to think about it. It came out instantly off the, off the drop. Yo, I was like, okay, you sharp. Yo, he's so cool, man. That, that yo, Justin, Justin's a yo, he's yo. You know what? All the stars are cool because it, you know we see them as this right here, but when you see them in your face, and these 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 stars are wheels around. I can't speak for everybody, but these that took part in this movie, down to earth, great, great people as as, as humans, you know, and, and it was a beautiful thing. Terrence Howard took me out to dinner. Beautiful. Know? Yeah, so 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 that that, that was nice with him and with his wife, and, and it was like. You know what I mean? It was like, it was like, it was just like, it was like so normal. It wasn't like, I wasn't, it wasn't, I didn't feel like, oh, I'm, I'm doing, you know what I mean? It just felt so normal. Yeah, yeah. I love that for you, George, to be honest, because can I tell you the one thing that like, I was prepping for this and I was like, you know, like my questions I'm going to ask you and I'm thinking about like the stories that we're going to tell and stuff like that. And like, the one thing that kept popping into my head was like, I don't know, it was like late night, we were filming and you just kept saying like, we're going to Hollywood, we're going to Hollywood, like we're going to make it happen, we're going to make it happen. And like to actually see you come full circle from like meeting you shortly after you came home from prison and like seeing like, you know, all the hard work we put in over the years, like to get to this point is just like beautiful. And it's like, like you said, this is just the beginning. Like this is just a little blossom that's about to like bloom. Absolutely bloom. So I'm excited for you, George. Like, I am so incredibly, like, proud of you. I'm so excited for you. Like, I've been telling everybody about the walk. You know, you see my background here. I, <laughs> I see walk. it, the walk. I love it. I love okay. the background. Listen, I'm it. team the walk, okay? That's because right. Right. this is a story that needs to be told. And, you know, I, I ride for Boston. You know, that's our city. And, you know, anything I can do to, like, get these stories out there, to uplift folks, like, that's what I'm here for. So I'm so proud of you, George. And Appreciate I got I have to ask you, um, you know, cause I'm all about the kids too and stuff like that, but what do you say to aspiring writers, whether they're in school, they haven't picked up a pen yet. Like, what do you say to aspiring, especially like black writers and those who are telling like this, those are stories. Right, that's right. Don't let nobody, don't, you know what you, do, you don't do? You don't tell people what you write. That's the first thing you don't do. Everybody got a lot of ideas and a lot of people discourage you too. And when you're, if you have something you want to write, keep it to yourself. There's some certain things you got to keep in your heart with you, God, your universe, or, or, or whoever you believe in. But you just keep that within yourself and write it. And when you finish writing, that's when you tell people. Because once you start telling why you're writing, you start telling people, then you got 
you don't, you don't need other voices besides the people voices that's that story's about in your head. So you don't want to hear, well, uh, well, not this character should do this, or this person should do this in the story, or this person should do that in the story. You just want to just stay focused on what you came out, what came to your mind, whoever talked to you in your mind, whatever, whatever person told you to write this story in your head, that's all you who you need to talk to. I mean, nobody else until you finish writing that story. Nobody else you need to talk to. Wow. Just stay, just write it, just write it. Don't, and you know, a lot of times when we're writing, we call it, some people call it a writer's block, but I don't, I don't call it a writer's block. That is what, what it really is to me and from my experience is that person is telling you to take time out and see what they want to do next. It's like, a, it's like in our personal lives, sometimes we, we sit there, we stuck and we just thinking. And should I do this? Should I do that? Well, that's what that person is telling you. He's, he's thinking. She's thinking. You know what I mean? They think about what they're doing next. So if you look at it as writer's block, then, then it, it, it looks like a block. But right. if you look at it as the person telling you they need time to think, then you're thinking with that person. And then the person's sharing that thought with you. Then you be like this. Next thing you know, you get up out of nowhere in the middle of the night, you turn on your laptop, you're like this in front of the laptop. I'm like, oh, 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 yeah. Oh, oh. Is that yes. you, George? That's how I be. <laughs> you know, I be yo, 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 my wife would tell I jump out, I'll jump out of the bed. And I'll turn on the light, I'll go in the living room and I'll start writing. I'll be like, damn, it just came to me. It just, it just comes to me. Like I can hear them talking to me, clear as day. And it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Wow. So it's like, write, write, and don't tell nobody what you're writing, just write it. Now, if you're writing with somebody, it's a different story. But if you're doing your a solo project, just write it. That, that dance, first off, that dance, it was go write it. That's all he said, go write it. Then I met Dan in the cigar bar. He sat down and read it. He's like, oh, man, you're going to make a movie. Here we are today. You know what I mean? And you, and you, and you know, it's, it's a beautiful Then The journey started way before that. This journey started from friends. Right. You know, friends, what we did? No, we did friend, the web series. Huh? Yeah. Come on, we was filming friends. Twelve o'clock, one o'clock in the morning. The barber at a barber shop, shop down on down on Blue Hill Avenue. Avenue. On Blue Hill Avenue, yeah, we was over there. You know what I mean? Come on, man. Just, the journey started from time I was in prison, walking the yard with Big Steve. You know what I mean? I mean, I used to tell Steve, "Yo, I write the stories." Yo, I used to have Steve read it. Steve used to read the stories, and he had to come back and tell me everything what the story's about. Yo, now what's it about? Okay, but now you what is it about? What did you get from it? And he'll take break it down and like yo, Steve, man, we're gonna go to Hollywood, man. We're gonna make it happen. We're going to Hollywood, baby. I'm telling you, George. In my notes, I literally wrote, We going to Hollywood, baby, because literally I had to go back and find it because I'm like, I knew I wrote it down because you said that. You said I got that. the um the videotape when all of us was in the um barbershop that time. And we was we was had to interview everybody. Yeah. Says, yo, we going to Hollywood. I was like, yo, we going to Hollywood. We gonna make it, man. We gonna make it, man. I have that. I have those video clips. You know, you know, we got a lot of clips together. Yeah. You know, I have. Listen. I have the whole. Look at right here. I have the whole. Uh, <laughs> you remember this? Right, you remember this, right. George? The, right. the hard drive. That's right. I still right, have the hard right. drive right there with all the footage on it. We have a lot but of clips together, so you know it's, this is we're gonna make this stuff make happen. Yeah, we're gonna yep. make stuff happen. This is the beginning. This is only the beginning stages, and yeah. the, is, the, the key to for us to is to tell the black and brown story of Boston because I haven't been told. Yeah. So yep. that's that's gonna be the mission. That's gonna be the void we gonna fill. That's the void. Yep. Solar Productions, Crystal Lens. This is voids we yep. gonna tell. We are gonna tell the black and brown 
story of Boston, man. Yeah. You know, in a feature yeah. films, not just documentaries. Yeah. We have tons of documentaries. There's right, tons, right. Of tons of documentaries, but we need to see. And no, that's a beautiful thing. That's a whole beautiful genre on its own, right? But we're talking about feature films. We're talking about in movie theaters. We're talking right. like, right. yeah. On, on, on the streaming channels. We talk, Absolutely. About, we talk about all the above because we, they, they don't have, we don't have that. Boston's a multicultural place. But, you know, they say New York is a melting pot, but Boston is too. The communities are smaller, but we have the Asian community. We have the Jamaican community. We have the American community. We have the Haitian community. We have the, 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 the Cambodian, Cambodian. Yep, we have the, Brazilian. We have the Dominicans. We have the Spanish. We have, this is all communities that you won't even think exist in Boston. And it exists. And we're going to be that company that, fills that void we're gonna we're gonna create that void we're gonna fill that void and you know what i mean we have you know we know we know about the irish community so you know that's yeah. that's always gonna be part of the story because it's part of boston but it's time to include yeah, the irish and italian right. been there they right. got their spot right but but we're gonna still tell all because it interacts we all interact even though even though like in, in the walk even though the walk will make the walk special will make that moment in time special because boston was so segregated at the time right it was extreme listen anybody that grew up in boston around that time know how segregated it was so when they just when the politicians just said throw everybody together they, come on when you throw shit together when That's you the class, if you do this you're gonna get a bang you're gonna not gonna get it right so you're gonna get that clash and that's what happened we got the clash so that's 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 how that's how we need to uh come in starting to tell the black story and the brown story yes people of color story involved and y'all hear y'all heard it first here on the crystal lens right. right that that is what we're doing we're here to tell those stories and right. it's it's so true george because i mean the number of times i've gotten oh i didn't know those black people in boston or they only think about you know the italians or they only think about the irish or they only think about like the red Sox or you know what i mean sports right, right? and you know the racism right but it's like it's deeper than that and there's so much culture in boston so that exists much. that exists outside of what is shown in mainstream media and like you said the black and brown story needs to be told because we have a story we are here we are alive and we we are part of the fabric that makes boston what is boston boston right? boston's beautiful and, and it's a beautiful city. And then, like I said, they say Boston just as melted pot as, and we need to show that it, it'll, it'll make the it'll make the city be more accepted as far as yes, this is like you know what I mean to the rest of the world, to the rest of the country that you know what I mean. Yeah. It's, it's like it's, it's a beautiful city, and you know what I mean. We just need to include everybody into the stories, man. Everybody. Absolutely. If I could tell, if I could tell everybody's story, I'll tell it, man. I'm willing to tell it, man. I, I'm willing to, I'm willing to bust my brains and listen to all the voices until they drive me crazy. <laughs> and write I love those it. Voices, man. Yes. You know, I'm willing to tell that story. So it's like that's what we have to do, man. We have to, we have to fill that void, and that's the goal. You know, um, the mayor office, uh, Boston uh, Mayor Wu, she really took um, a liking to the story and a liking to the movement. Her office, so she's supporting it very strong. You know, beautiful well, um uh, kyra's doing a lot with telling stories and with everyday boston and she's 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 pushing that she's pushing the issue and she's been in the down the streets pushing it and you know she from day one she's been trying to connect the cities with each other that's our whole mission of everyday boston connecting yeah. stories using stories to connect people so um 
and we're an ecosystem right like we're just an ecosystem of like all these really like dope organizations and companies like just coming together to tell the stories that like aren't in mainstream media you know what I mean like to tell the stories that exist that are important that you know what I mean haven't been told yet you know we got we got communities we got Vietnamese communities in Boston we got uh Chinese communities in Boston we got different communities that people Mm -hmm. you won't even think there's community but you ride down the street and you see all these Asian writings and spools and stuff. You're like, wow, this is this is what it is. Uh, but yeah, this it's 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 your your crystal man. This is this is like a beautiful thing. And uh, you know, I no, no, like like people be like, yo, you ain't happy, you ain't overjoyed. Like, like, and, and I'm happy and I'm overjoyed, but you know how you feel like, okay, you did this, but you know, first of all, I want an Oscar. I'm telling you, I want an Oscar, it's okay. I want an Oscar. Simple as that. I do want an Oscar. So it's like but in the process of getting the Oscar, it's like, this is only like, it's like a child. Are you gonna do a child be happy that he's just standing up? No, he takes that step, then he's walking, falling, then he's running, then he's driving, then he's flying a plane. Well, he's he's riding a bike. So right, you know what I mean? It It just travels. So you don't, I don't you know, it's not that I'm not happy or not thing, but I just know this is just the first stand. This is standing up right now. All I'm doing is standing up, it's not, I'm not moving. I got to move forward. You got to keep going. If I get stuck with a stand up, I'm going to stand still. Right. So it's not about, um, like, you know, they're like, oh, yeah, but I'm thinking about the next project. I'm thinking about going what, to what the is next, next? What is What next? about us? Oh, oh, that's that one. There's written, fully written, edited, nicely clean, everything. It's on, it's on the table. What about us? That's the next project. It's, What's it's, that one about? It's, it's about a, a, a journalist that's... um. He wants to change the media's portrayal of crimes in the black community. Mm. Like they like the me like the media don't have the same empathy when somebody is murdered in the urban community or people are of, of of fame or whatever you want to call it, as when somebody gets murdered in our community. It's like okay, another another shooting, another killing in Roxbury. Mm. When somebody get killed in Newton, oh, another shooting sad day. And read this, and then they just and they give two, three days of coverage, and they talk to family, and you and 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 the public become have empathy and sympathy for these people. Mm-hmm. But when you just say another shooting in Roxbury, person died, and then that's it, uh, looking for suspects. There's no empathy. There's no there's no backstory, and 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 uh, the, the 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 main person that cat is called Tremel, and he wants to change that. He wants he want he knows that if he if he could change the the way the media portrays and, and talks about the crimes in our community and, and the violence and, and let the people see them as people, as humans, like the other people, mm-hmm. then you know people care more about right. what's going on in the community. But when you just say another shooting, another shooting, it just sounds another. repetitive. Right, it sounds repetitive or oh, another shooting. It's like, okay, they blow, oh, they're just killing each other. That's how, that's what we get. Then yeah. we get the fake terminology called black on black crime, right? Which that's, is no such thing as black. That's not, I mean, and we, but we, hold on, I don't even blame the media. Black folks buy into that black on black crime. We well, yeah, we all, we, we use all. that terminology, right? Exactly, because so, we're watching the media, we're watching, we're interacting with, it goes both ways, right? Like we're consuming the media, the media is consuming us. Yeah, but we, we buy into that, but you never, listen, when a Chinese person kills somebody, usually it's another Chinese person. When an Irish person kills somebody, usually it's another Irish person. So everybody kills people in their community. 
That's right. bottom line. It's proximity. So, that's yeah, why it's that's just it. about proximity. That's all it is. So we, but they make us look like parasites, but and we buy into the terminology black and black crime, which turns out to be like like we like we do something different than no other. When you look at the roaring twenties with the alcohol, you see them with machine guns gunning down people in the streets. I mean, did they ever say white on white crime or white show? I know, but we feed into this terminology and it weakens us. It weakens us because it weakens our state of mind. Real quick, I know it's off the top topic, but I got to say this. All right, George, go it's, for it. It's like the white supremacy thing, right? They make a white supremacy bill. That's the dumbest shit I've ever heard in my life. Okay, first of all, the fact that we're using supremacy with white is freaking stupid, right? The fact that we given that power of calling right. supremacy, right. We, in our head, we unconsciously, that affects our mental to think that white is superior. And we use it. Why not call it what it is? Terrorists. Why not call it? Keep it under the terrorist act. Why do we have to create a whole bill, a whole budget that could go to the communities that help the kids to create a white supremacy thing? Come on, let's be for real. Is that is does that is that needed? That's terrorists. They're not white supremacists. They're terrorists. They terrorizing black people. So call them what it is. There's no terrorizing children. Sure, everybody, black everybody. people. Everybody, why they terrorists? So why are we creating a thing called white supremacy? There's no such thing as white supremacy. Because they're not that supreme. That not even be there, but they're trying to still, in a negative situation, they're still trying to give them an uplifted place. So, right. Right. so it's like, come on, we need to start learning how words is affecting us unconsciously. Words are important. Yes, they are important. It's just like the same thing with Karen, right? We call a, a white woman that's acting up, we call her Karen. That's why I just learned that word this year, right? <laughs> if they take that same action with a black woman, we're going to call her a ghetto bitch. So why not call this white woman a bitch? A ghetto, or, or, or she's crazy, or she's acting a fool, or she's ignorant. Let the black woman do the exact same shit. She's a ghetto bitch. She's act, we gonna call her a name. That doesn't give no. That doesn't give a, a, a adjectives to what she's doing at the moment, right. which right. is being ignorant. Right. right? Ignorant. So come on, but we, that's the basis of it, right? It is right. the ignorance, right? Right. That's but what we, we call gotta, her Karen. Why right. Karen? Why give it a name? But if it's a black woman doing the same thing, we are gonna call her a ghetto bitch. Or she's ignorant or she's this but we give them a name so i'm saying not not on we need to learn how to big ourselves up we got to use we language have, more responsibly right not not only more responsibly but we need to learn how to big ourselves or how to respect ourselves the yeah. key thing if, if we don't matter to ourselves we can't expect nobody else to matter to us so say that know, again george say that again if we don't matter to ourselves we can't expect nobody else to matter to us so it's like we do a lot of things and they put a lot of laws in. That's why I'm not big with the law shit. But they put laws in that sounds good, but it really doesn't serve a strong purpose. That's why, like right. a politician with the walk again, pushing these two people together, just forcing them together without taking in consideration all of that goes in. The same thing with all these other laws. Like the white, when I heard they had a white supremacy budget, how are you gonna give a white? You know what's gonna happen? You're gonna take the white supremacy budget, they're gonna say, okay. Yeah, I know some white guys who's trying to get out white supremacy. Give us a million dollars, and they're gonna use that money to fund the white supremacy. <laughs> trying to act like they're recovering white supremacists or white races or, right. or terrorists. We'll just keep it under the terrorist budget and and charge them as terrorists to the country because they terrorizing the country. The country, period. On a bottom line, they are terrorizing right. the, the country. Right. Don't Innocent separate people. it. Yeah. Right. Don't separate it. Don't separate yeah. it and make it supremacy. That's a powerful word. That is a powerful way. What? Come yeah. Wow. So, um, so it's just a matter of understanding. We just need, again, it goes back to word understanding. We need to understand what people are saying and doing and how it affects our life unconsciously. 
yeah and move forward with it absolutely george you already know like whenever we link up it's magic like this has been a beautiful conversation like i'm so proud of you i'm so excited for the walk one more time the walk look at it the walk coming out june 10th june 10th 10th. 10th. is on vod too if you can't be in the theaters order it online Order it online. Boom. I'm going to have all the details wherever folks are listening or watching to this. Um, I'm going to put all the details in the description boxes and y'all enjoy it. George, is there anything else you want to add before we wrap this up? We got more to come, man. Boston, the the, the, the black and brown story is going to be told in Boston. We're going to put Boston on the map. We coming yeah. out, man. We coming out. We ain't had no rappers, but we are gonna get some rappers in the in the in this whole story too. But you know, you always say Boston ain't got no rappers. There's so many we rappers. Are, we in Boston. Ray, but you know, I mean, there's no rappers, big rappers coming out from Boston. But we gonna we gonna bring the whole city, man. We got to bring the whole city, bring forward, man. We got to come yeah. forward. It's time to rise. We are gonna be like the phoenix rising out of the ashes, man. That's where we are. The being our sports teams are great, but we are gonna have the greatest films coming out of Boston. Man. Hell yeah. That's right. Hollywood and Beantown, Warren Avenue. Hey. Blue Hill Ave. All of the above. I love it, George. Thank you. I appreciate you, George. All right. right, Until next time. All right.